Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin. Well, or just call it Keyshawn and Friends. I mean, I'm feeling like it might be me. <laughs> J. Will, homesick today. We hope he feels better. So it's just <laughs> Keyshawn and Friends. J. Will, homesick. And pretty much, I'm feeling like one of these days, I'm just going to be working the camera as well as behind the mic, and it might just be by myself. As we do this, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Key. Morning, man. You you know, this is your town, your city, yep. your state, the whole deal. This is why I don't like New York, though. Or the Northeast or whatever you want to call it. Not necessarily. It's not New whatever. York. It's, it is the Northeast. There's no okay. whatever you want to call it. It's whatever called the Northeast. Whatever. I decided to buy a bike. Because I wanted to ride a bike to work every day. Yeah, yeah. But when I go to get my bike and I come out, mm-hmm. it's raining. Like yeah, that it's happens. The it's middle called of weather. The spring, man. Come on now. Well, it's weather. It's, it's what happens. It's the happened. middle of the Look, spring. You grew up in a place where there's no weather. It's just the same. Like, yes, you don't get that variety. Is perfect. And so here you get variety. In the middle of the spring, though? Come on now. Well, you know what? It's raining. April showers bring May flowers, okay? I guess if that's what they say. All right. So and that, then, that rain is going to produce something very beautiful in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, it just doesn't make any sense. It's not raining out west. Just get a poncho. Get those, you know, those gloves. I'm, that not, riding put in on the rain. The- I'm not riding in the rain. That's for sure. But it's just the whole point. I made a decision <laughs> to buy a bike. And then I have to now drive to come to work because I'm going to get rained on, and I didn't want to do that. But mm-hmm. then when I leave, it won't be raining. Right, it'll be beautiful. Yeah, it's stupid. It's just stupid. Well, that sounds like a you problem. Stupid. It's what we all deal with. I mean, I had to walk in the rain. From the Improvise. car. Yeah. If you just throw on a little poncho, you're fine. Throw no, it over your head, you'll be good. Wet and everything else. No. Oh. Well, all right. So that's what we're complaining about today, the weather? It's not complaining. I'm just explaining this is the, that it makes right. no sense. Top five reasons why Keyshawn hates New York or the Northeast, whatever you call it. <laughs> where would, where would, the, where would the, the variable weather rank? Uh, I would probably say in my top three no's. Top, top three knows. That's top where three. we rank. Yeah, top three. So the weather would be one of the things you don't yeah. like about yes. New York. Or well, the Northeast. I got to know number one. The disrespect of people. <laughs> the disrespectful people. We call it honesty. Blowing the horn when the light turns green right yeah. after, the, as soon as I take my foot off the Because we got places to go. You, okay, so the fact of the matter is I've gone through this many times here. Yeah. The light has turned green. Mm-hmm. I have now taken my foot off the brake yes. and getting ready to put my foot on the pedal to go forward. Right. But before you even allow me to do that, you lay on the horn to get where? To the next signal that's red? Mm-hmm. So I'm now side by side. Where did you go that you needed to get there? I'm side by side. We're in the same spot. You did all that to go where? Well, I just want to make sure you're paying attention. That's all. You never know. Oh, okay. Just want to, it's a friendly reminder. Hey. Hey, it's green. So Let's I've go. learned to giddy pull, up. So I've learned to just pull over to the side, put my arm out the window, and wave them along. Go ahead, and then catch up to them at the next line. Go. Where did you go? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's do a my transition kids here. Freak out when I do that. <laughs> oh well, because you know. Oh, but by the way, here you never know who you're dealing with and what kind of day they're having, right? So still, speaking of red light, green light, um, sounds like a green light on moving Julio Jones out of Atlanta, and this is interesting news. Peter King reported this on Sunday. And obviously there's a, there's a key date to this whole thing as well. 
But listen first to uh, Falcon CM Terry Fontenot, who was on Fox 5 in Atlanta, and he makes it sound like it's pretty clear that not only are they potentially listening to offers, that a deal could actually be made. Listen to this. When you're doing things the right way in an organization, you have to listen if people call. So on any player, and especially we are in a difficult cap situation. That's, that's just a circumstance, and it's not a surprise for us. We knew the circumstance we were in. Our administration has done an excellent job up to this point getting us in position to be able to manage the cap, and yet we still have more work to do. So when teams call about any players, then we have to listen and we have to weigh it and we have to determine what's best for the organization and we have to handle everything with class. Obviously, that particular player, we hold him in high regard and he's special what he's done and what he continues to do here. But we have to consider any players if it's right uh, for the team because we have to do what's best for this organization. You hear that last part, Key? That last part is almost that, hey, we're probably going to move him. We have to handle it with class, meaning we'll ask him where he'd like to go and we'll see if we can work out a deal, get that list of teams. Like, if there's a place you'd want to go, let's do the right thing by you, but we've got to do the right thing by us and make this move. Now, just key here is that uh, if they trade him after June 1st for this cash-strapped team, uh, they save $15 million against the cap. If they trade him before, like, say, draft night, makes no sense, it's a $23 million cap hit. So this isn't something that's going to happen before Thursday – but it is something that I think sounds like could happen at some point this summer. Look, if if it happens this summer, Allen, in June, it's okay. He has an opportunity to now go to a new organization and get, you know, get up to speed on what the football part of it is. For an organization with Rich McKay, who Rich McKay has always done right by the players. Uh, he runs the he basically runs the Atlanta Falcons, although there's a general manager in place. Mm-hmm. He has a heavy influence since coming over from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers some time ago. When you look at the June 1st date, you have to say to yourself, the draft is coming up. What are the Atlanta Falcons targeting? Let's assume they're targeting uh, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts to replace the red zone or not even necessarily the red zone target because Julio Jones hasn't had the big success in the red zone in his career as people would think. He's not a 150 touchdown catch guy because of his size, but Kyle Pitts could replace the size that you would be missing from Julio Jones. Maybe not the production overall and the type of explosiveness that Julio Jones gives you when he's running the routes, but some of that big body, high-pointing, 50-50 ball action if you go get a Kyle Pitts. When you look to why would they wait to June 1st, you explained already there's a cap, a significant cap charge if they do it before June 1st, less cap charge, Round June 1st, but here's what the key component to that is. Everybody's saying, well, the draft, the draft, the draft. They, get, they don't have to use a 2020 or get a 2021 draft pick to use it. They can get 2022 and be yep. happy with moving Julio Jones because right. they look at that and go, okay, we could target a receiver or someone to replace to a degree that body, maybe not the production of Julio Jones in the 21 draft, and we can use the 22. Uh, pick that we get or 23 pick that we get toward our future. Right. So it doesn't really matter but it's as pretty, far as the organization goes. But it's pretty clear that, that it sounds like the Falcons want to make a move to, to move forward. And, you know, we'll probably learn on draft night if they do take somebody like Pitts, 
where they are at four, it suddenly turns into, okay, well, that's what they're doing going forward. Like, we thought, would they go quarterback here and get Matt Ryan's replacement? I almost feel like now it almost signifies that they probably would go with a skill player at four to replace or to actually try to not replace because it's hard to replace Julio Jones, but just to go forward now with, uh, with a younger, more manageable cap skill player with Matt Ryan still under contract for a it couple could, more years. It could be a couple – you could think a couple ways here. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, you can look toward the 2021, 2022 draft, yep. the 2023 draft. You can project out. You can start to say, hey, the guy from North Carolina, the quarterback from North Carolina, Spindler Rat, uh, Ratliff. Is it Ratliff or I think it's Spindler Ratliff, right, from Oklahoma? Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Rattler. Yeah, Rattler. Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma, who seems like he's been in Oklahoma for like 18 years. Mm-hmm. He'll eventually come out. He's probably going to be projected as one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the, in the next year's draft. You got Jalen Daniels from Arizona State. You have Chase Daniels from Georgia. You have USC's quarterback. So you're going to have some QBs to look at for the future. You don't have to get caught up in these three or four guys that's coming out this year's mm-hmm. draft. So you can wait and say, we like Chase. We like Pitts. This is if they come to us and fall to us, we got them and we have Matt Ryan for a couple years. Let's start to think in a year or two about Matt Ryan's replacement. We don't have to do it in this year's draft. Right, right. But might as well then go with the skill player here, especially if you can get one that high up, uh, certainly in the draft. So Julio Jones has averaged 95.5 receiving yards per game during his 10 year career. It's the most in NFL history. Stats incredible, brought to you by My Computer Career Training. For a better life, so of course there'll be a lot of suitors for a, a guy like Julio Jones and his talent. You can certainly, yeah, exactly. Let's start talking about. Hey, this is the Baltimore Ravens. What do you What do you want to talk <laughs> yeah, to me about? That's, that's definitely one in what they would want to offer for him. What else you got? Hey, hey, this is the New England Patriots. What are you thinking? The Patriots. I mean, it's it's. Come on, man. Yeah. Last time they yeah. had last time they had success I, with I a guy Ravens. like that. The last time they had success with a guy like that was Randy Moss. They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They didn't win it. But they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then he can make your quarterback better, of course. How about the Miami Dolphins? How about see if I'm if Titans? I'm Julio Jones, I don't want to go to the Miami Dolphins. I don't want to. Oh, go. because of the quarterback, young quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. No, they're not quite there. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for now, and, then, and, and he. It sounds like they are going to. Where do you want to go? We're going to do right by you. That's the, by the way, font notes sounded there. We have to do this. We have to handle it right. We got to do it classy. Yeah. That would mean go to the player. I We're not going to send you somewhere where you're going to be I'm trying miserable. to go to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to New England. Mm-hmm. If I'm him, I'm looking at a Green Bay, but I don't think they would I don't think Ooh. they would trade him within the conference. Yeah, but that – You know, wow. but I'm looking at that if I'm him. Maybe they would. Maybe they're so far away from Green Bay, and I don't know the schedule. They probably don't have Green Bay on the schedule, and they're probably so far talent-wise away from Green Bay that they'll never run into him in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. It just I, depends on what their thought I think it's process the offer. is. I think at this point it's the offer and obviously the ability to get out of uh, the cap hit. All right, a grim forecast for one NFL team drafting in the top three. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, Alan Hahn in with Key on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. We have a head coach who's also our offensive play caller. I will always defer to him. Come Thursday, we'll have a pick that hopefully makes everyone proud, but that will be judged in years to come. There were five guys that we thought, we felt that we'd be okay with taking. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Here's the part that doesn't make sense. Who trades up to number three and they're not sure? There were five guys that we thought, we felt that we'd be okay with taking. You know, we knew that there was three at the time exactly. That's why we thought three was a good spot to go to. We have a head coach who's also our offensive play caller. I will always defer to him. Come Thursday, we'll have a pick that hopefully makes everyone proud, but that will be judged in years to come. None of it makes sense to me at all. Let's go back to the beginning. Does it make sense? No, just because we've been talking about Mac Jones in this pick for so long doesn't mean it makes sense that you think about taking him with the damn pick. I told you, every draft has a lie. Every one. KJZ, Alan Hahn with Key. This draft has its lie. It always felt like Mac Jones was the lie. And now, of course, we were told, no, no, no. And we were making, we were making reporters say it. It was like we had Jeff Darlington on, and I literally was just looking at him, like, say it, say it, say it, Jeff. And he couldn't. He stuttered. He was like, I, I don't believe it, but everything I'm being told is Mac Jones is going to the Niners. That is just a done deal. Everybody has been saying it, and apparently that's been the lie. But why? Why? But I don't understand why. See, like for me, when I'm watching something like that, I came off a, a, a vacation or whatever the case was, and I walked into – this whole Mac Jones. I left. Mac Jones was the fifth quarterback. I came back. Fifteenth to the. I Patriots. came back. The Jacksonville Jaguars were scratching their head <laughs> on what they wanted to do. Yeah. I'm like, I'll never believe that, right? It, 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 I'll just never. Well, that's you believe that. But obviously, there's you know the, for weeks build it. up to a no, draft. Alan, there's I a conversation, it. and there's a lot. It. And I've covered many drafts from different leagues. I've covered the NFL draft. I've covered the NBA draft. I've covered different leagues and drafts, and it's always the same story. It's a cycle, though. There's a lie in somewhere, and then on draft day, you realize we've been duped. And so, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because we want you to be part of the conversation here. The biggest lie that we've been told during the draft process, I'm telling you, I say it's the whole Mac Jones thing. Now, let's make this straight talk by straight talk wireless because here's Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, and now all of a sudden 
he's even admitting that, you know, we're not quite sure who it's going to be. In fact, we don't even know if Jimmy G is going to be our quarterback going forward. Listen to this. We made a decision this process that we felt we needed to get a starting quarterback this year and add that to our team. There were five guys that we thought we felt that we'd be okay with taking. You know, we knew that there was three at the time exactly. That's why we thought three was a good spot to go to. After going through this whole process, uh, I feel good about five guys at three. Um, yeah, we had a guy probably at first back then, but we knew that wasn't set in stone. Can you say with certainty that Jimmy Garoppolo will be on the roster on Sunday? Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday, so I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Thanks, and Kyle, I, for putting an expiration date on everybody. I don't let me, have a let me just close that, that out, though. That was straight talk, right? Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Good, Keith. Yeah, I don't have a problem with what Kyle Shanahan's saying. You, know, you move up to three. You've identified a handful of guys that you think could potentially be there at three, or somebody else would try and get up to three to take the guys that you've identified on your board at three. So you jumped in front of people because you were sitting at 12, and you said, okay, if I don't move up into this space, those three or four guys are going to fall yeah. from three down to well, 11, the, the and first, I'm done. The first thing I, he identified there in that statement was we were looking for a starting quarterback. That's yes, the, but the, the very first thing was that we are looking for a starting quarterback, so we moved up to three because we had the opportunity to do that. And now we thought we had somebody in mind, but now we kind of after going through the process, we're not sure who it's going to be. Yeah, do you believe he, that? No, no, because they are they are sure of the handful of guys that they are targeting. So did they, they move up with a guy? Definitely, this guy is we want him, and no, we a might not get guys. because everybody thought a you couple could, guys. Yeah, because everybody thought you can get Mac Jones where you were. You yeah. didn't have to move. That's up. That's why it's not Mac Jones. That's why it's not Mac Jones. The most intriguing quarterbacks in this draft are the guys with, I would call, the biggest question marks for people, which is what is Justin Fields and what is Trey Lance? Those are the two biggest question marks at the quarterback spot. Yeah. But not for the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers that have a question. They know what it is, and they're willing to move up to get that because they have a veteran quarterback in the room who can bring those young guys along to such due time. When Kyle Shanahan said a starting quarterback, he didn't mean we're replacing Jimmy G this year because the only place that only people that were going to replace Jimmy G was either a la Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, or Deshaun Watson. Outside of those three quarterbacks, nobody else was replacing Jimmy G. They So don't get caught up in his words and make it sound like that make it sound as though he wants to replace Jimmy G at the start of football season this year with a young draft pick. Oh, no, that's no, not but, the case. But but let's make it clear that they definitely plan to replace Jimmy G. At some point, that's why they're going to draft a quarterback, but that some point means but the if, future, not today. Of course. And that's okay. But you don't draft somebody three to play four years from now. You draft you can, them to play next year. No, if you can draft a guy three to play two years from now. You can draft a guy three to play two years from now. As long as Jimmy G is performing, but if he's not, you well, know what he, happens if, there. If, if, if Jimmy G gives you what he gave you. And we know he gets hurt a lot. Well, that's part of the problem is injuries. Injuries is part of the problem. you got to protect yourself. But if he gives you anything remotely close to what he did for the Super Bowl or to mm-hmm. get you to the Super Bowl uh, outside the two playoff games, you can live with that. The two playoff games, he, they took the ball out of his hands against the Minnesota Vikings and, and the Green Bay Packers. They took the ball out of his hands because he was getting ready to give it to the other team. Mm-hmm. So they said, no, no, you stand over here and hand the ball off. We're going to run the ball to the Super Bowl. If he makes the throw to Emmanuel Sanders. And then that's obviously the time where he the needed to make the conversation 
is it even being had today? If he makes that catch, mm-hmm. I mean that throw, that and he throw. catches it, yeah. we may not even be talking Jimmy G's no longer a San Francisco 49er. And that's okay that they're looking to replace him. It, it, what people got all excited about was the fact that they went from 12 to 3, and Mac Jones, was the name was popping. But as I said a long time ago, it's not going to happen. It's going to build up tomorrow. What are we, Tuesday? Yeah. By the time we leave this show this evening, we're going to hear something else. <laughs> Wednesday, it's good. you're going to start to hear the truth a little bit more about what teams are doing well, and where they want to go. And I, by Thursday morning, the board will be set. Adam Schefter also tried to clarify uh, that he now says that the Niners view Trey Lance really as the most intelligent quarterback while Mac Jones is the most athletic in the pocket. And those are the two that they really like the most, and that's what they're trying to figure out. I don't out know how you can be athletic the in the pocket, but okay. Yeah, it's an interesting take, but it's certainly what Adam Schefter is telling us. So that's what's going on with the Niners and, and of course, what's going on in Atlanta. So there's picks three and picks four that are also going to be very interesting to watch as a draft. Can't get here soon enough, but, of course, the storylines continue. So we're asking at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 for you. The biggest lie we've been told so far during this draft process, I believe it's the Mac Jones interest that high in the draft. What do you say? We'll get to your calls. Uh, it could be something that maybe Keyshawn has been talking about for weeks as well. So we'll get to all that coming up after Key has this from Straight Talk. Yo, it's time for some Straight Talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good, like a walk-off home run in a ninth inning good. Okay, well, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Coming up this morning on KJZ. KJZ. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner and projected first-round draft pick. Devontae Smith with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin this morning at 910 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. 
Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Down to five to shoot. Paul still on the dribble. Crosses over in front of Bullock. Fires a three. He got it straight away. Chris Paul back-to-back buzzer beaters at the shot clock. And he gets face-to-face with Devin Booker. Rejoicing as the Suns take an eight-point lead with 13 seconds to go. Yeah, and that was how it sounded on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. As the Suns snapped the Knicks' nine-game winning streak. As Chris Paul made a couple of circus shots late in this game to close it out. 118-110. The Knicks had the third longest streak in a single season or tied their third longest streak in a single season during the three-point era. Chris Paul closed the deal, scored or assisted on 10 of the 13 points in crunch time. It was a five-point game in the final five minutes. In fact, it was a three-point game when he made his crazy shot at the end of the shot clock. But the winning streak ends for the Knicks. Meanwhile, the Lakers get their first win since Anthony Davis returned to the lineup. The Lakers snapped what was a three-game losing streak by defeating the Magic 114-103. L.A. enters today fifth in the Western Conference standings. A.D. at 18 points in 31 minutes, his most points since returning to the court on Thursday. Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot says Atlanta would listen to trade offers for Pro Bowl receiver Julio Jones. Jones is the Falcons' all-time leader in catches, receiving yards, and his 60 touchdowns ranks him second behind Roddy White. Jones has a $23 million cap hit this season. It's the second highest among wide receivers and fully guaranteed base salary of $15.3 million as Keyshawn is loving the highlights you are seeing on ESPN2. SportsCenter brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out every game is a chance to create momentum to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. It's now my honor to announce that the NFL draft is officially open. I got a vision, but they do not get it. I know that it is what it is. Watch over shoulders, because I'm getting older. Or whether they probably only care. Screaming and shouting, because it's not ready. My goal is to get in there and take care of business. You know, I'm going to give it everything I have, because I only have one shot. The question pops up in my head every day. How great can I be? I'm ready to roll, and hopefully a team will take that opportunity with me. With the first pick. I'm at the top of 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 the top Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key today, and you as well at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So what is the biggest lie that we have been told during this draft process? We'll get to those calls right now as we begin with Tom in Ohio. Tom, what's the biggest lie you've heard so far in this draft process? Uh, so I don't know that it's a lie, but I'm just wondering uh... – Urban Myers from is an Ohio State guy, and he's taking over a new team. Who's to say he doesn't pick Justin Fields and shock the world? 
Yeah, I don't I, shock the world. Something, something. I mean, I've been. I said this a while ago. I was just like, well, you know, it's hard for me to believe that he wouldn't take Justin Fields, given the fact that he knows the program, he understands Ryan Day's offense, just all of those sort of things. But I think everything points Everybody to them never taking coached him, right? Trevor Lawrence. No, but just because I have so much intel, like I have my guy who I hired, yeah. is the head coach. Yeah, and so it's kind of you know the guy I recommended to take over. When I left, is the head coach. Right. So he's going to give me everything, and I have to trust that. He's going to tell me whether or not Justin Fields is ready. He's going to tell me or not whether or not Justin Fields is as smart as he is. All of the different things that I didn't have firsthand knowledge about because I didn't coach him, I, I basically have a firsthand knowledge because Ryan Day is an extension of me. So that's why I'm like, it wouldn't shock me, but – I don't think it's going to happen. No, it, it, I mean, that's, that's trying too hard. If you pass on Trevor Lawrence in a draft where you've been waiting for this draft since he, since he threw his first pass as a collegiate player, Mel Kuyper Jr., our ESPN NFL draft analyst, was on Get Up, and he had this prediction about Trevor Lawrence. The reason why Urban Meyer took this job was knowing he had a quarterback that could be one of the great young quarterbacks in this league, a league loaded with superstars at that position in order to win a Super Bowl. You've got to have your own top guy. He's historic. He's just not really good. He's historically great. And when you get a Trevor Lawrence, you have to believe his career, when it's all over and said and done, will probably have a minimum of two to three Super Bowls that he at least plays in. Well, here, here's the great thing about what Mel is saying. It's a prediction, and it potentially – could happen mm-hmm. down the line. Jacksonville ain't going to Super Bowl no time soon. Trevor Lawrence has been in the same offense since junior high, meaning that in junior high, high school, and college, he has grasped the same offense that Clemson has run. That's why he had such a major success early on at Clemson because he walked into a ready-made situation. You speak the language, right. It's different when you make the NFL jump in that transition from – the verbiage you hear in college to an entirely different situation in the pros. It's going to take a minute for him to get – I don't give a damn how smart he is. It's going to take a minute for him to get caught up to speed. Things are faster in the NFL. Of course. Those windows are this. Mm-hmm. That wide open, touchdown throwing, T. Higgins, oh, that, that, it's not like that in the <laughs> NFL. You're not going to sit back there right. and be able to – move the laces to where you want them, like in college. You can take the ball from underneath the center, flip the ball, play with the laces a little bit, wait, and then throw. No, 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 because there's guys on the other side with bad intentions that are moving really, really fast. And if you can't get the ball out of your hands in three, three and a half seconds, you're going to get ear hold. Right. So it's a little bit different. I think he'll have success. It's just going to take time, and it's got to have patience with it. Urban Meyer, this is not college football where you can go from Braxton Miller to J.T. Baird. Oh, J.T. Baird's hurt. Now I'm going to move on and, and get Cordell Jones, and then Cordell Jones is going to come back and he's going to lose his spot to J.T. Baird. No, it's not going to be that. You got one guy, and that's Trevor Lawrence. Because you can't all of a sudden go to the second and the third guy just because you don't like what the first guy did. It's a little bit no, of a different look, rules. Number one pick is a commitment, and then obviously the next commitment is to give him as much talent around him so that this pick, you know, you want to invest now in this pick and make sure that it turns out, like, like Mel said, but, to get you to Super Bowls. That's the whole idea. When you get a number one pick, you're hoping that this, this pick you'll look back on and say, that's where our Super Bowl run began that day. And Trevor Lawrence has to be that guy for the Jaguars. It's so funny 
because I don't think people really understand the, the difference between college coaching and pro coaching. The patience level for college coaches making the jump to the pros, it, it, they got to be – you're talking about being strong mm-hmm. from players in a mental state of mind. The coach has to be strong mentally because what happens to a guy like Urban Meyer is the frustration sets in. Not that I'm not winning games. I'm not getting what I want out of these particular players. In college, I got I'm eight deep at that position. I could yeah, in, right. In the NFL, you're not eight nope. deep at that position. No. So the patience that coach has to be patient with that quarterback or any other player because you can't just it's not I'm just going to it's not an assembly line. You can't just right. move guys around. You get mad at a quarterback in college, you can bench him after three or four or five games. In the pros. You got to ride that thing it's, out. It's too big of a story, but obviously for Jacksonville, again, where they are right now and in the market they're in, I mean, they're, they're, there's nothing but patience. And when you start with Urban Myers, never coached in the pro level, you better have patience. Let's go back to the calls. 888 ESPN, 888 The biggest lie we've been told, the biggest lie you think has been told during this draft process. Let's go to Keith in California. Keith. Hi. What's up? My lot. I hope the biggest lie out there is Mac Jones. <laughs> you don't want to see him in a Niners uniform, do you? No, no, no. I think I think Trey Lance, by far and away, has the most upside. Maybe even past Trevor Lawrence. And furthermore, why do the Niners want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around and let him train and let him train some quarterback that he doesn't even want to train? And the the Jimmy Garoppolo did not take the 49ers to the Super Bowl. The running game did. Yeah, the defense did too. Thank you, Keith. I mean, that is obviously now the next thing to see is, is what do they do uh, with that pick? And then, of course, what does that mean for Jimmy G going forward? There's some people in New England that think, well, if they make a pick, then they'll try to trade Jimmy G at some point. The Patriots just seem like that likely, you know, reunite he and Bill Belichick. Let's go now to John in Birmingham. John? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How we doing? Hey, man, this is my favorite show, though. Probably my fourth, fifth time calling you guys. Uh, but anyway, I think my my biggest lie that I probably heard is really Zach Wilson to the Jets, man. I I don't understand. Anybody can have a good pro day. So what's what's the hype about him? Well, it wasn't so just a good pro Zach day. Wilson? It wasn't just a good pro. It was the throw of the pro day season. How do you not draft a guy when he had the throw of the pro day season? Oh, they season. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, I, mean, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I mean, do you do you feel like it's just here we go, rinse, repeat with the Jets? No, and a quarterback. Yeah, I, I I understand what Joe Douglas did. I know he's looking at the money that was spent and what the money has to be in the future for Sam Darnold. I just don't think, in all honesty, Sam Darnold got a fair shot. Not at all to show what he could do. Uh, when you got this quarterback on the board and you want to move and you want to restart the financial clock, I get it. I understand it. Mm -hmm. Just know it's going to be painful for the next several seasons for Jet fans. This is not What's the difference? It's been. Well, here's the difference. Is I keep Sam Darnold, I can use the second pick and move around, do some different stuff, get some free agents in there, and I can be competitive because I got a quarterback that I don't have to – start from scratch with that has some understanding that's what, we what all the felt. league is all about. Yeah, and that's what we all felt. We all felt like if you, ha- you already had a young quarterback, only 23, 
And the word was that Salah, LaFleur were pretty comfortable with him, right? But the feeling was we got to reset the clock on the quarterback and let's just move on and start fresh. That's kind of what the final decision was there. But I, I, wouldn't, I, agree did, I wouldn't have did that. No, though. I know a lot of people saying the same thing. I agree with you. This might have been the type of draft that you'd want to do that in. Back to the calls we go. Biggest lie we've been told during the draft process. Uh, next up, Carl in, in Groton, New York. Yeah, uh, hey, Key, you're the man, buddy. Um, I was just calling to see how heard about all the quarterbacks, all the skilled position players, and the offensive tackle out of Oregon. Is it really going to be that there is no defensive players chosen in the top ten in this draft? So Tay might be the first, right, off the board? Sertain could potentially be the first. Uh, and that might not be till Parsons 10. from Penn State could maybe sneak in right. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Par- Parsons from Penn State could sneak in. Uh, but can you see this? This is it's such an offense-heavy league now that offense is really where everybody's looking in the top but 10. But is it really an offensive-heavy league? I mean, all the rules are, are slanted to offense now. Yeah, Scoring rules, is what everybody talks about. The people score when I play, man. They don't get, you know. The game people, ain't like that. Come on. But game people ain't. score. You're, they put up Keith, points. Keith, the rules now. You yeah, the rules I know are you, different. I know you dominated, but you would have dominated yeah, but in rules, today's the rules. The rules are different. It's a lot of high scoring, but in the end, the high scoring. Think about these Super Bowls. The high scoring is not winning the Super Bowls. They're not winning the Super Bowls. Team teams there's, there's, that are, teams that are high octane mm-hmm. are not winning the Super Bowls. They're just not. But you can't say that offense isn't where everybody's looking now, though. Everybody wants more skill. You obviously I don't think quarterbacks so. keep getting recycled because you want to so. find the guy. I don't but think you've so. got a lot that. of wide receivers. You've got quarterbacks, and of course, there's the tight See, end. They got you. They they already got you setting it up for the future. You are already lying. I'm lying. How am I lying? I'm basing because it on the information the, that I have. Uh, because it's a lie that they're putting out there for you to tell everybody it's an offensive-driven right. league. W- w- I'm crazy. This is a defense-first league. That's what it's always been Def- about. Defense, I, I mean, wins, be the, defense wins the championships. Well, naturally, that what, is, what, it's still important to have Look defense. at what happened to Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they had no offensive line. It, That's doesn't, what ma- it doesn't matter. The defense dominated and led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> to winning the Super Bowl. Because their offensive line couldn't stop a runny nose. Tampa Bay's defense, outside of the Kansas City game, dominated the opponents because the defense is what wins the championships. Patrick the Mahomes Rams, was under the, fire the, the entire Rams game. three years ago played in the Super Bowl with a high – the second coming of the greatest show on turf. What did they score, man? Three points? Against a New England Patriot and ask offense, McVay, ask I mean, McVay defense. why? Ask McVay why? That's <laughs> the reason. That's the reason why Jared Goff is in Detroit. But it's not Jared Goff. I'm just saying the defense is what win championships. I understand. That's the cliche. I yes. understand teams score a lot of points in the regular season, but when they get to the playoffs, those teams that score all those points don't score all those points like that. I I, I can't you, I can't believe you really are making the argument that teams are still focused on defense. This you got to stay focused on defense. Offense. You got to stay focused on yeah, defense you, to slow down those offenses in a regular season. I understand that. I understand. First of all, a this is not a draft where you have like big time edge rushers, right? You don't have. I mean, you got you got Jay, Jalen Phillips of Miami. There's no. There's no stud. No, I'm just trying to Bosa, think. You know, Josh Allen. There's no one. You know, Ed Oliver. There's none of those guys right now that you're like got to have that guy. He can change your defense. I think none Phillip, of those guys exist. I think Phillips is getting a little bit of that. He's he's a guy who people really. Really like he just has some concussion issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, the uh, 
Parsons out of Penn State, he kind of he opted out, so you didn't really get a chance to see him this past you're college right. football season. Yeah, you're right, and maybe that's part of the maybe that's part of the reason yeah. why because you have that. You All got right. Farley to shut down corner. You didn't get a chance to see him. Uh, you saw Sertan. But this feels like an offense heavy at the Horn. very very top offense heavy draft, and certainly that is something we can continue to debate, and we'll do that. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin is brought to you by attorneys Cordell and Cordell. Fair divorce for men. Call 1-866-DADS-LAW. <laughs> Don't lie. All this comparison and, and all this downplay on Justin, I just tell him, just go turn on the tape. Imagine Justin Fields playing a competition at BYU. I, I love what Justin Fields brings to the table. Three years we've seen him play. We've never seen him lose a game in the Big Ten. He ran a 4'4", 230 pounds. To me, this is everything you want in a quarterback. KJZ ESPN Radio. Let's bring in Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter on the Goodyear Hotline. And Mike, like, before we even get all to the Patriots questions, because obviously the Patriots have been a team with their championships built on defense. Before you even asked well, that I, question. I thought he'd get into our debate here. For no, me. I was going to ask before you ask him any question, if he's not standing in front of the Gillette sign, oh, yeah. it's going to be a problem. He needs <clears throat> to be in front of the yep. stadium in yep. front of the Gillette sign right now. <laughs> Keyshawn, I was thinking of you yesterday when I was out there. I had my son as my cameraman, and I was filming, and I said, all is right in the world. I got to let Keyshawn know I'm back at Gillette. <laughs> the ultimate backdrop. So, so, Mike, jump into this little debate here quick before we get into the Patriots stuff. And Well, basically, the Patriots have won championships based on their defense, of course. But, but uh, this draft feels like it's real offense-heavy, especially in the top ten. Like, there is this thought you might not see – a defensive player chosen until after the top 10. And, and I'm trying to tell him, it's the league is really slanting more towards offense and skill uh, and scoring. And, and for some reason, uh, uh, you know, a wide receiver who loved to score and dominate defenses is trying to tell me that, you know, defense is still very important in this league. I mean, am I crazy? Like, this feels like it's a new era where offense is really king now. Well, Alan, and I was listening to you talk with Keyshawn here, and, and I saw this Adam Schefter tweet that today, 40 years ago, this is the anniversary that the Giants drafted Lawrence Taylor with the second overall pick. And I thought it was sort of a timely thing to bring up because I, I, I can almost probably put Keyshawn back in those meetings when he was playing for Parcells and Belichick, and they would talk about complementary football. See, I don't think it's about just offense or just defense. I think it's about the best team, offense, defense, special teams. And that's what I think you saw in the Super Bowl. Like, it's not – yeah, I, I actually, Alan, I could see it. Like, the, the game is geared more toward offense and the rules. But if you don't have the other two phases squared away, it's going to be hard to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that, that is very true. you got to have all three phases covered. And the rules do slant toward the offensive side of the ball, but you got to have defense when it comes down to it. Let's talk about the Patriots for a minute. When we look at the New England Patriots and where they're at in the draft, sitting at 15 right now, if Justin Fields is somehow passed over at three, are the New England Patriots going to make a move to try to figure out how to get him? Keyshawn, I, you know, if they make a move, I, I don't sense listening to Bill Belichick that it would be like a bold move, like we're going from 15 to four up to where Atlanta sits. Seven, where the Lions are. Eight, where the Panthers are. Seems like, to me, where the discussion would at least start. 
And the reason I say that is if you look at the old points chart that Jimmy Johnson used to use for trades, which Bill Belichick has referenced, that's just about the area where you can move up to without giving up your, your next year's first-round pick. Mm. And Bill Belichick in 20 years drafting with the Patriots has never given up a future first-round pick. Usually that's just too valuable for him to do that, and, and that's why I would say that's where the conversation would have to start. Let me ask you this, Mike, having covered the New England Patriots for such a long time, and when you look at the style of quarterback, and it, look, the times have changed. Tom Brady, Matt Castle, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I can go on, Davey from LSU. I can go on and on and on about the quarterbacks that have been in the building. Justin Fields is more Cam Newton and not Tom Brady. Is that why Fields is rumored as a possible target for the Patriots? Good question, and really, to me, the question key, because I've been trying to drill down to see what are the Patriots looking for in their quarterback? Like, do they want to go back to sort of what they had, obviously with Tom, but but the traits that made Tom special, the accuracy, the decision-making, the anticipation, or have they sort of graduated into this different type of quarterback? And I don't have the answer to that specific question, Keith, but my instinct tells me that they still value those old traits, like, they're not necessarily moving on to this new age of quarterbacks. And so it gives me a little bit of a pause to say that they would be all in on a Justin Fields. Now, I'm not saying they wouldn't necessarily do it, but it would be a little bit of a departure from what Bill Belichick has said over the years he really looks for at the quarterback position. Now, Mike, we just have about like about 30 seconds here, but just I, it won't take long to answer this one because of now what Kyle Shanahan's saying with the 49ers, and they're just, it's pretty clear they want to get a quarterback there. When does the uh, Jimmy G back to the Patriots rumors really get hot? Or, or were they not? You'd think, you'd think the second round, Alan, right? I mean, they gave up. Uh, a second, they got a, a second rounder to trade him, and if they were going to ever get him back, you know, you'd think maybe they're picking at 46 in the second round. Maybe they're on the clock. If they don't have a quarterback at that point, maybe they maybe they reach out and say, "Hey, 49ers, would you consider maybe, you know, taking this second rounder and maybe we bring Jimmy back home?" All right. Mike, appreciate you as always. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. All, All right. right, who's the best basketball team in LA right now? Will he lose his mind with this answer? We'll tell you next. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.